the developing countries really used all the resources to try to 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 face the the pandemic so when this other crisis comes and hits them again they are in a weak position they are exhausted in in economic terms hello this is the weekly tradecast a new podcast brought to you by the UN conference on trade and development i'm sarah toms We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're talking to Rebecca Grinspan, Secretary General of UNCTAD, about the global cost of living crisis that's hitting developing countries especially hard. Rebecca Grinspan also coordinates the task team of the UN's Global Crisis Response Group, working to lessen the impact of the war in Ukraine as the costs of food and energy soar, interest rates rise and financing gets tighter. A recent UN report says at least 1.2 billion people are severely exposed to the crisis and unable to cope. Here's what she said at a press conference in New York. The current food crisis may rapidly turn into a food catastrophe of global proportions in 2023. We remain convinced, like the Secretary General of the UN said, that there can be no effective solution to the global food crisis without reintegrating Ukraine's food production, as well as the food and fertilizer produced by Russia into world markets despite the war. So what must be done? Well, we're joined now by Rebecca Grinspan, an economist and former vice president of Costa Rica. She's the first woman to lead the UN's trade body in its 60-year history. Thank you for joining us, Secretary General. How has this cost of living crisis erupted so quickly and so acutely? We have to be aware that prices were rising also before the war in Ukraine because of COVID-19 and the disruption of the global value chains. Now, it's interesting, Russia and Ukraine are very small in total trade in the world, but they are very important in some products that are essential, yes? Russia in fuel and fertilizers, Ukraine and Russia in wheat, barley, sunflower oil. So the prices of those products, because of the war, started to go up very steeply, affecting a lot the countries that were importing those goods from Russia and from Ukraine. Now, these countries needed to buy from somewhere else. So you understand the chain effect. So they will go to the market, the prices will go up, and then it will affect everybody, not only those that used to import from Russia and Ukraine. Now, why are developing countries particularly at risk? Well, you know, we were already in a very weak position. You know, uh, we are facing three global crises at the same time. We are facing the climate change crisis with droughts and floods in many parts of the world, hitting the most vulnerable. Then we had 
the COVID-19 pandemic. And the developing countries really used all the resources to try to face the pandemic. Their savings, their fiscal space, their monetary policy, the, the safety nets to protect people from the effects of COVID-19. So when this other crisis comes and hits them again, they are in a weak position. So suddenly you are in this weak position trying to think that 2022 will be a good year, that we will recover. And the war in Ukraine comes and hits the global economy again. And, you know, the inflation problem with this cost of living crisis. So they really feel exhausted in terms of this interrelated crisis that are hitting them again and again. Now, looking at Sri Lanka, it's already defaulted on its debt payments for the first time in its history. And it's suffering, as you said, from extreme shortages of food, medicine and fuel. Now, is this situation unique to Sri Lanka or can we expect to see some kind of domino effect for too long with other countries following suit? We are really worried that if we don't do something, there will be a domino effect of developing countries defaulting on their debt because the debt ratios are very high. Their ability to pay is decreasing. So Sri Lanka is not lonely case, <laughs> unfortunately. Now, we can avoid this. The international community can give the resources, the liquidity. This can be a short-term problem if the international community comes to help. But it will be a long-term problem if we don't, because defaulting in your debt has you know, huge consequences for your growth perspective and your development perspective once it happens. So how can you galvanize action to find a collective solution? Well, I think that the first thing that we have to do is to raise awareness that this is happening, that this is not a joke, this is not a marginal problem. We project that at least 1.67 billion people can be affected by this cost of living crisis. So let's raise awareness. I ask for help <laughs> from everybody, you know, to really tell the stories of what is happening in the countries, in their families. So the leaders of the world will rise to the challenge. The second thing is to also call for action because despite the fact that the institutions were not designed for problems of this sort. They have instruments that they can use, and we need the political will. So my phrase is, let's help the countries help the poor and vulnerable. The international community has to do that. Well, thank you to Rebecca Grinspan, Secretary General of UNCTAD, for being our first guest. Tune in to the weekly Tradecast for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Thomas in Geneva. Goodbye for now.